Gating says, I'm going to go in now and try and make this right so that you will leave us a five-star review. Dangerous? Yeah. Extremely dangerous. Yeah. And 100% against the terms of service on the Google review platform. Thou shalt not gate. And you want to know who the biggest gate person is of the shop? Who's that? Welcome back to Ratchet and Wrench Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones, where today I'm joined by the energetic and ever awesome brand evangelist of Kukui, Jimmy Lee. In this two-part series, Jimmy Lee and I are going to explore all things Google and really take a deep dive into the platform to see how shop owners are using it, how shop owners can be using it, how shop owners may be abusing it, and ways to protect yourself from fake reviewers and from employees who can misbehave online and leave a bad reflection on your shop. So Jimmy Lee has a lot to say about all of this and more, and we're going to talk about it right now. Well, hey, Jimmy Lee, welcome to Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here, Chris. I know. I mean, we, we've kind of come full circle now after seeing each other so many times from conference to conference to conference, you know, just the energy exchange. And now we finally get to do that on a podcast. I'm like over the moon thrilled. I'm so excited to be here with you, Chris. This is going to be awesome. And yeah, you're right. I mean, we see each other at all the trade shows, but we've never had the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation in a podcast form. So I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be awesome, especially with what we're talking about today. Absolutely. Yeah. So first off, uh, tell us about yourself. Give us a little bit about your background. Tell us about the work you do at Kukui. Well, my name is Jimmy Lee. I am the product evangelist. Some even call me the automotive evangelist for the industry. I, I get to run around North America, shop to shop, face to face, sharing the good news of marketing, of proving a platform, of what makes other shops successful, what makes you successful. I get to discover the idiosyncrasies and the awesomeness of shops and shop owners, what makes them unique, what separates them from their competition. Are they a destination shop or are they on the main street? What does it look like? I, I get to see all these shops. So I, I have a, a pretty broad view of shops, the automotive industry, and I've been doing this for the last decade. Wow, dude, that's phenomenal. So today we're talking about Google reviews, which I know is near and dear to your heart. Uh, you know, and it's something very big for shop owners. Shop owners, you know, it's the, it's the lifeblood of shops in a lot of ways. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Tell us why Google reviews are so important for shops and shop owners. Well, Google reviews are important because it has become such an intricate part of your Google ranking. Uh, almost 10% of your Google ranking comes from your reviews. And so it, it becomes very important that you pay attention to your Google reviews and not just all reviews, because th there are all reviews. You've got Facebook, you've got Yelp, you've got um, uh, uh, Neighborhood, you've got Glassdoor. There's a lot of different places to look at. And with your Google reviews, specifically the ones on the Google review platform, there's a lot of credibility that goes into that and, and consumers see it. They're spending more because of the reviews that they're able to see online. They're able to see that you're credible, that you have the relationship with your customers, that your customers are, are coming to you and saying, hey man, these guys do a really good job. I had a great experience here. Chances are you're gonna have a great experience here as well. So reviews become very, very important not only to the next person that comes, the, the next prospect, Christopher, it, mm -hmm. it's also to the Google algorithms. And those algorithms are almost 10% of your ranking. So yeah, you want to pay attention to them and you want to reply to them. And you want the full rainbow of star flavors. You need five, four, three, two, one stars. You can't have a baked situation. Uh, that's where it becomes dangerous. Uh, a lot of shop owners say, oh, I have to have a 5-0. I have to have a five-star ranking. And early in 2022, Google came out with information and they changed their algorithm that those shops that are 5.0 and, and all businesses, not just automotive industry, all businesses, if you are a 
star ranking business and, and you have no other downfalls, they were punishing those reviews. They were punishing those websites. They were not promoting those businesses as much as they could have. So anybody, so any shops that are between a, a, a 4.5 to a 4.9, that's where you want to be. That's where you want to live. Um, the exact measurement for the automotive industry is right around a 4.65. Interesting. Why 4.65? I don't know, but it is. Yeah. So, so a lot of people think that, that, that the reviews will bring in customers and they do. They do because customers are able to see that you as a shop owner are human, that you as a shop owner are going to make things right. So you're going to have positive reviews and negative reviews. Positive reviews, easy to respond to. Hey, thank you so much for your trust in us. We really appreciate it. Um, and the more you can get your customers to put their story into their review, the better it is for you as a shop owner. And do you know why that, Christopher? No, tell us. The more story that they can put in there are, are the more keywords that a customer is putting in. So Google gives that more credibility. It gives it more currency. And so now if I'm leaving a, a review for uh, Christopher's Super Shop and I put in there that, that thanks for working on my Ford F-150, I appreciate you fixing my brakes, my shocks, my struts. What have I just told Google? Ah, Christopher Super Shop works on <laughs> Ford F-150s on brakes and shocks and struts. And there you go. So it, it does help the next consumer. But more than that, it helps Google in their algorithm. Now, there's what Google says. So if you read the terms of service with Google and Google reviews, there is what they say they do. And then there's what they do. Not always exactly the same. They say that leaving keywords in reviews do not um, sway. They don't influence Google recommending your shop or not. But then there's what they do. So when somebody goes on their uh, cell phone and they're searching in Google, Many times you'll see a review pop at the top to say, you're asking this question. Well, here's somebody who left a review for a shop and everything you mentioned in your question is in their review. So Google is using them. Yes, they are. They are. And, and it goes a long way to uh, recommend automotive and automotive shops. So th there are different places to pay attention to. Google My Business. The biggest one, 70% uh, of all searches are done through Google. So that needs to be where you spend the majority of your time uh, in the range of, you know, if, if I'm a shop owner and I've got um, 10 to 20 minutes a day, 50 to 75% of my time should be spent on responding to Google reviews and, and working those Google review platforms. So on the flip side of that, now you've got, uh, 50, 25% to 50% of your time should be spent in Facebook and Yelp and the others. So the top three to pay attention to is Google, Facebook, and Yelp. Those are the top three. Yelpers are Yelpers. <laughs> Facebookers are Facebookers. Yep. But the majority of people are still going to Google and Google Review. Now, with that being said, Christopher, every market is different. Those in the San Francisco Bay Area, Oh, super heavy on the Yelp. Densely populated areas are more um, heavy on Yelp. Uh, other areas are stronger in Facebook. And the overwhelming majority is always Google and Google, uh, Google My Business. So it's important that shop owners pay attention on, on these three platforms specifically because uh, these are the, the top three. Uh, and I would say the fourth one is probably your own website. On your own website, you can host all of these reviews and, and whoever is your website provider can go out and scrape the reviews from all these different locations. And with that, they can post it up onto your website. So one, it can be crawled. Google can see this information. It's new custom content um, and, and it's 
going to be on your website. So you may have 500 here, 500 there, and 1,200 here. Pull it all together on your website. You're showing 2,200. That's because you've scraped all these areas to have all your reviews placed in one place. And that's, that's normal. It's okay to do that. Won't hurt you. Won't hurt now, your shop. Now, when it comes to, um, you know, you talked about responding and spending like some time on, on uh, Google talking to your people who left reviews, you know, what happens or well, not what happens, but is there an etiquette to that? You know, cause I mean, I've gone on Google sometimes and you'll see a, a shop owner get very defensive if someone has a complaint versus someone who is very cordial and says, Hey, you know, I'm really sorry about that. We'll make it right for you. Is, is there an etiquette that a shop owner needs to take when they're dealing with an angry complaint? Yeah. And I've, I've, I've done a lot of research on this and we can boil it down to three things. Um, and depending on who you look at and who you listen to, um, you know, Bob Richter or uh, um, uh, all these uh, Google review experts, you can, some people say there's four or five different things. I'm going to boil it down to three. Uh, number one is you apologize that they feel that way. You don't have to admit that you did anything wrong because chances are you didn't. It's the mayor of crazy town. Because there's, there's two types of negative reviews, the mayor of crazy town and the badge of honor. So the mayor of crazy town, I apologize that you feel that way. You know, we here at Jimmy Super Shop, we really pride ourselves on getting things done right. Uh, please come down to the shop. Let's make it right. Or, you know, we don't know. State the facts. Apologize. State the facts. And then apologize that they feel that way. You want to make it right. So that applies to the mayor of Crazy Town. That also applies to the badge of honor. Badge of honor. I say the badge of honor because you do need those one, two, three, four star reviews. You do need those to show that your shop is doing well. In fact, I've got a story. Can I tell a story here? Absolutely. Yeah. Nanette Griffin with Griffin Muffler and, and Brake out of, um, mm, oh, goodness sakes, Midwest. Iowa. They're in Iowa. Um, Madison, Iowa. Oh, man. See, it's all coming right back. She had 49 five-star reviews. So in her mind, oh my gosh, I'm doing so well, I'm doing so well, I'm doing so well. And then Google changed the algorithms and they changed stuff. And she noticed a little tick in the needle, it went down. And so she's looking for, not that she's making mistakes, looking for a one-star review, but she's needing a, a, a lesser star review. Well, there was a, a situation with a client and the client went online and left a one-star review. And Nanette went on and she apologize that she felt that way. We pride ourselves in doing everything right. State the facts. You know, we've got new people here, new policies, new procedures and, and bring it down. We want to make this right. Sorry that this happened, but please let us make it right. Customer brought the car back. Hallelujah. They brought the car back. It was like smudges on the hood. It was not a big deal, but it was a white car and the smudges. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It really stood out these smudge marks. They cleaned it up. They, they did a whole service on the vehicle again. And on the way out, the customer says, pokes her head into Nanette's office and says, hey, Nanette, uh, you know, thank you so much. Oh, this is the best customer service experience I have ever had in my entire life. I just can't believe how well you have treated me as a customer making this right. I'm going to go back and change to a five-star review. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, go back and reply to my response. Reply to my response so people know that we're going to take care of you. So she went from a 5.0 star shop to a 4.9. And she was elated because she finally wasn't that 5.0 star. Nobody believes you have a perfect score all the time. So here she's at a 4.9. She has 50 reviews. One negative review that has a response, that has a reply. And everything was made right. So yes, you do need to reply to all your reviews. And in fact, Christopher, there's, there's a, um, a golden hour, if you will. Not that it's an hour. There's a golden time to reply to reviews. And it's not a month. It's not a week. It's within the day. So the, you need to be able to reply to the responses. And I'm going to say within 24 hours. So what, what I, my recommendation for a lot of shop owners is to sit down in the morning and from eight o'clock to eight 20, this is where they focus on reviews. They'll, they'll send out their review requests. 
and they'll reply to any reviews that have come through the, the previous day. And what this shows to Google is that you as a shop owner are active and engaging, and you are going to be active and engaging with your clients and your customers. So your, your currency, your credibility with Google goes up because you are responding to customers. You're responding to requests. You're responding to the public. Now, uh, that's, that's a good, that's really good advice. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to blow your mind. Is Google a source of information? Is Google a library or are they a marketing company? Yeah, they're a marketing company. Boom. They're a marketing company. You've got to be able to be the answer they're looking for. It's just not a library where there's all this information. You've got to have that currency and credibility with Google and you can do that through your reviews. Love it. That's heavy, right? Love it. <laughs> I always no. thought of Google as like the library, like yeah. information. It's all here. Well, that's that's how search engines began. They began as just indexing. Mm -hmm. And now they've they've evolved from indexing, like you said, to becoming marketing engines. And you know, what you said about, you know, not fixing that one star, but instead replying is something that's not wisdom that you hear everywhere. Oh yeah. You know, typically, oh, yeah. the, the, typically the shop owner does one. They want to fix, fix that, fix that star, make it all five. Let's get back to 5.0 or it becomes a, we need to go on this drive and get, get us back to 5.0 and get all these reviews churning in as opposed to, like you said, just have a thread where people can actually see the conversation, see how it was resolved and see how happy that customer is in the end. And I think that's, yeah. that's brilliant advice. Yeah, it is. Now let's talk about negative reviews. There are things that you need to do. And there are things that you can do in Google. So I hear from shop owners all the time. Oh man, it's a negative Google review. There's nothing I can do. Have you heard this? There's lots of times. Lots of times. There's lots nothing times. I can do. It's a Google review. I just got to bury it with five-star reviews. Yep. <clears throat> okay. That's one method, but there are things you can do. Uh, and those of you who are watching the video for this, there is a slide deck and all of these things we're going to talk about are in this slide deck. So you can go to YouTube and watch this whole thing. So hopefully everybody doesn't jump off right now at five minutes. <laughs> so what we're talking about here is signs of abuse from consumers. One of those signs of abuse is um, them being labeled as a world traveler, but really and truly they're not necessarily a world traveler. They are leaving negative reviews and, and focusing on areas of the country. So you can see where their reviews are going. If you click on their profile, you get to see all their reviews and where they're leaving reviews. So if you see that their reviews are all over the country, chances are that you can go in and um, report them as fake, as fictitious, as not real. Now, Google does have algorithms that they're following customers. I, I'm a world traveler. I'm all over North America. Anytime I am in a shop, and, and not every time, but many times when I'm in a shop, I will leave a five-star review or I'll leave a Google review because they worked on the Kikui van. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in there and I have purchased and I am a consumer, Google knows where I've been. Why? Because of the mobile device and they know where I've been because that's enabled. I take pictures. I post them up on, online. So my reviews are legit. And none of them have been challenged yet. But if you see that your person leaving you negative reviews is a world traveler, you can report that as fake or as 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 inappropriate. Um, and there's a lots of ways of doing that. So uh, another sign of abuse from a consumer is if they're using stock images. If they're using stock images to report negative on your site, you can. Uh, mark that as inappropriate, that they do not own that intellectual property. Therefore, they cannot use that to promote a review. The way to see where a picture comes from is you click on the picture. It'll give you a URL, paste that into um, a Google search. And you can see where the uh, picture originated from and then report that as inappropriate. Uh, another sign of abuse is when um, a reviewer has gone into multiple locations and left negative reviews in multiple locations. So if a shop owner owns multiple shops and um, Joe 
went on to each of the different locations and left a negative view, even though he was only at one location, he wasn't at number two, three, four, five, six, but he still went in and left negative reviews on all those. Those can also be marked as inappropriate and uh, those can be taken down and you want to report it to Google um, because that's not appropriate. He was not a consumer at locations two, three, four, five, six. By reporting it, chances are you can probably, it's a tough one. You might be able to get it taken down from location number one, but certainly from two, three, four, five, six, it would be taken down. So there's, there are people out there abusing the Google review system and you want to know what you can do and how you can take it down. Another sign of abuse is if someone leaves a review, they've never been in, they know that person uh, socially. And they're leaving a review that says, uh, you know, I'm a colleague of Christopher Jones. I went into, you know, I'm, I know he's going to take care of people and he's just going to do an amazing job. And I, I can highly recommend you take your vehicle to Christopher Jones at, at uh, Chris's super shop. I have not been a consumer at your shop. So that could be taken down or reported as inappropriate because I have never, I have not consumed i've not been a consumer of your services does that make sense no it absolutely does make sense yep yeah so these are these are some things to look for as you are looking and seeing abuse happening on your site or if you notice that and i don't know what shop owner has time to pay attention to the guy down the street their biggest competition is themselves. But if they notice that the guy down the street, his Google reviews are starting to skyrocket, well, you can go in and, and view them and, and you can report it to Google to say, well, this is a person that's never been into the shop and this person is a world traveler. So it's probably his uncle from another town, another city, leaving a review. You know, the, these are not appropriate. And by raising those concerns, that the, that Google business profile would be um, audited and those those inappropriate reviews could be taken down. And well, Jimmy, do you know how long it takes for Google to rectify that? Like once you've filed a report or a claim with Google, does it take them a certain amount of weeks or? It, yeah, the correct answer is it depends. Um, okay. and, and there's kind of three phases to go through um, that I, I'd love to talk about. Um, in fact, I'll talk. I'll tell you what those three phases are right after we talk about abuse from gating. Okay. Have you heard of gating before? I have not. Gating is where, Christopher, you come to Jimmy's Super Shop, and I send you either a text message or an email, and I say, hey, uh, Christopher, how would you rate your experience at Jimmy's Super Shop? And uh, Christopher, you're going to give me a five-star, so say I'm going to give you a five-star. Tell me mm -hmm. you're going to give me a five-star. I'm giving you a five-star, Jimmy. Excellent. So you click on yes. that five star, right? So I'm going to send you now, boom, a link to my Google business profile. Boom. Now you can leave me a view, review right there. All right, Christopher, we left some smudges on your car. Wasn't exactly to your expectation. You're going to now leave me a one star. Tell me you're going to leave me a one star. I'm leaving you a one star, Jimmy. I'm unhappy. Oh, Christopher, you know what? Here's a Google form. Fill out this Google form and it's going to have your name, your vehicle, and what can we do to make this right? Okay. So before it hits the Google platform, gating says, I'm going to go in now and try and make this right so that you will leave us a five-star review. Dangerous? Yeah. Extremely dangerous. Yeah. And 100% against the terms of service on the Google review platform. Thou shalt not gate. And you want to know who the biggest gate person is of the shop who's that the service advisor mm. oh mrs smith i i know you did not have a good experience today um in their mind they're saying this and they're like Here, here's your keys and here's your invoice thank you very much have a great day in that exit interview you want to build that customer up and let them know that you're going to send a link for a review right. it's up to them if they want to leave it or not when you open up yourself to reviews you got to be ready for the good, bad, and ugly because even the ugly allows you the opportunity to show the human side and build that relationship even stronger. Mm. 
So don't, don't use gating as a way of getting only five-star reviews. I saw a shop. They had 440 reviews on their Google. And then overnight, something got reported. Something fishy happened. Uh, Overnight, they went down to 80 reviews on Google. Where did they all go? Well, digging into this, you discover that from this date forward, all of their reviews are five-star reviews. So Google is saying, are they incentivizing these reviews? Mm. Are they paying for these reviews? Are they baking these reviews? And so they went from 440 to 80 overnight. They dropped, their ranking dropped. Wow. So you, so, and some shop owners say, hey, you know what, Jimmy, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to go with it until I get caught. Okay. And as a business owner, as a shop owner, you have that right. You have that ability. Go with it until you get caught. But once you get caught, it's pretty tough to recover. It's not, it's not necessarily a good thing. So my view is everybody gets a review request. No matter, no matter, no matter. No matter, it could be a $0 invoice up to the thousands of dollars of invoice. It's from the elated customer to the upset customer, infuriated customer. Everybody gets the review request. Mm. Yeah. As a consumer, I tend to trust the higher number, lower rating than I do the lower number, higher rating. So if a shop has five stars, but it's 80, 80 customers, I'm more likely to buy from the shop that has 420 customers at 4.7. Yeah. To me, like there's trust in volumes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And not only trust from a consumer point of view, from a prospect point of view, from the the next raving fan point of view, it's also trust from Google. Right. Now, is it considered gating, Jimmy, if... Let's say a shop owner, you know, let's say like, you know, once the service advisor hands you, you know, the keys to the car, gives you the, the documentation and says, hey, you know, at the bottom of the invoice says, oh, leave us a Google review. Here's where you do it. If you, you know, or if you're unhappy, call the shop first. Is that considered gating as well? Where they yeah. talk to the, where they talk to the shop owner before leaving a review? Yeah. I've, I've heard of that happening as well. Yeah. So it, you, it, So if we flip that, we can make it not gating. What you've described is the ability for people to leave reviews. Hey, and if you didn't have a good experience, give us a call. Let us make it right. That's gating. Okay. Okay. So here's here's the paperwork. Leave us a review. I'm going to call you in a couple of days, make sure everything's going well. See how things are going. See how the car is responding. You know, is everything all right? And now in your calendar, as soon as you close the invoice, the next day, they get the text message or email requesting a review. And then the next day or two, and I like three days, uh, um, you're making, oh, wait, let's flip that. So you close the invoice, you make the call the next day, and then the review goes out, review request goes out in three days. Mm. So you're calling to make sure everything's going well, make sure it's going right. And if it's not, now you have an opportunity to make it right. And then you send And then because everybody is still getting the review request, they get it at day three Ah. instead of day one or, and I've, I've seen this too, close the invoice and they get a review request immediately. This is a bad idea. Do you know why it's a bad idea? Why is that? (laughs) What can they review you on? That's true too. Yeah. He took my keys. He took my money. (laughs) Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. Cause you haven't had a chance to try, you know, drive the car, check it out, make sure everything is, you know, repaired as, as marked. Let them fall in love with their car again. Mm. And then ask for the review. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, otherwise they, oh, they can only review you on your uh, intake process. Correct. <laughs> and that's what I wish you're after. <laughs> yeah. So g- give them a minute to fall in love. Uh, I just had a recent experience where, my oil service, my $80 uh, oil service turned into a uh, $800 brake 
service. My rear brakes had to be changed on the Ford F-150. And then I got a phone call that says, hey, Jimmy, uh, you know, while we're in here, your axle is starting to seep. While we're in here, we might as well just fix it. So, okay, my oil change is now $1,200. So the next day I went and I got the car and and they're like, yeah, Jimmy, you know, you're going to get a review request. And I was like, okay, cool. Don't send it for a couple of days because I need to fall in love again. <laughs> and, and, and they did. They they waited a couple of days, as they do. You know, they 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 all wait for. Them. And uh, uh, I was able to leave an awesome review. Thank you so much for looking out for me. Here, I brought my car in for an oil service. We knew the brakes were getting low. We were watching them, and it just happened to be the time. So my eighty dollars turned into eight hundred. And thank you for looking out for my safety and my best interest. It, it did end up at 1200 because of an axle issue. Thank you so much for looking at this and reviewing it and keeping me safe on the road. Because not only are you keeping me safe on the road, by keeping me safe, it keeps everybody else safe. That's important to do. That's important to do. Okay, so let's talk about reviews and incentivizing reviews. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't give away free windshield wipers if they leave you a five-star review. Don't uh, enter them into a raffle that if they leave you a five-star review, they're going to get an Xbox. Uh, This is incentivizing reviews, and this is where Google really gets their feathers ruffled, and they have a serious problem with companies. Um, Don't do it. Check out your Google business profile for what you're showing on Google Um, and and, uh, specifically what pictures are there, what videos are there review. So I I was able to find this dental office and this dental office was saying to customers, use our iPad and go ahead and leave us a review and be entered to win a raffle for an complimentary gift set. It was a teeth whitening kit. Easy as one, two, three, here we go. No, this is bad. So not only was the dental office promoting this, this was an old promotion, but these pictures were still on their Google business profile. So if they're there, you want to take them down. Uh, And so how, I mean, apart from the visual evidence, the paper trail you leave, how else would Google know that you're gaming the system? By the number of five-star reviews that you're leaving. So if a shop is going along and they're, you know, they're, they're, generally reporting one, two, three, four a week. And then all of a sudden, bazanga, they, they pop up into the, you know, there's that hockey stick and they pop up into the 20, 30, 40, 50 a week. Uh, Some, the, the red flags are being waved. Somebody at Google's going, Hey, wait a second. And a lot of shop owners think, I, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a small guy. I'm I'm in a little business. They're not going to pay attention to me. They are. They do. They do because because they're a marketing company because they need to uh, have confidence in recommending you as a shop. So if you don't want to be promoted digitally, yeah, go ahead, do it. Go go for it. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, um, chances are it's not going to uh, it's not going to come out well for you. Now, what about online attacks? What about people attacking your business for something that happened? This happens. It It goes viral, right? It's like a wildfire. And people are now reporting your business. They're giving you one-star reviews from all over the country. And it just like spreads like wildfire. You go from a a, a 4.5 star to a 2.1 to a 1.9 your online reputation is being tanked. You are in the toilet. This is bad, bad news. What do you do? Well, number one, remain calm. Go to your uh, Google business profile. And, and what you want to do is report this in the Google business profile forum. And that, that, so anytime I talk about go and report it to Google, this is where you go. Support.google.com support.google.com. This is where you can report that you are uh, a victim of, of a vicious attack and they will pause your profile. 
Yelp is much better about this than Google is. When they see that move in the needle, they're very quick to pause uh, pause a, a profile or pause your, your business profile. Mm-hmm. Google, not as much. They are responsive, but they're weeks behind what a Yelp would review uh, would do. So you want to pay attention to what's happening to your business so that you can go on and, and report it. Specific example of this is Cecil the, the lion. Have you heard this story? I have not. No. This is back in 2015. <clears throat> There's this old lion. He's 13 years old. There's this dentist that goes on safari. He he's a he's a, a gamer a gamer, <laughs> big game hunter, game big game hunter uh, likes to go and and hunt, uh, enjoys it, um, you know d- does it for uh, the sport uh, as well as it, I don't know what he does it for. Anyways, he was on safari and he posted that he had gone and was able to uh, shoot and kill uh, Cecil the lion, and this went viral. He went from a uh, a 4.6 down to a 2.6. And that's what you see here on this slide is that this is the attacks that are happening to him, giving him one-star reviews. And they're using all sorts of fake information, making things up. You know, uh, uh, th- this doctor, I went in to have a root canal and he almost nicked my jugular. I almost bled to death. You know, I mean, just fake stuff and, and it's it's really bad so he, before he was able even able to get back to the united states his reputation his business had tanked and gone really bad so they they froze the account and uh, had to go in and do a lot of damage repair to get things removed uh, so even today he's at a 3.3 He's still struggling to recover and come back from this horrendous experience that happened to him because of an online attack, people attacking his business and attacking what he's doing, even though they'd never been into his business. So Google reviews is all about the consumer's experience at the business. Did you buy from the business? Now, we all have bad days as well. This one I'm showing you here is is a woman that is flipping off the camera, but you can't see that because it's all fuzzed out. 7-Eleven employee, she's having a very bad day today. Consumer asked her to put her mask up for COVID and the employee was not having it and was having a bad day. So you've also got to be careful of what your employees are doing because that could be reported. Chances are you need a social media policy. What is appropriate and what is not? Because all of your employees in their social media, they probably show that they work at Jimmy's Super Shop. So Christopher, you're an employee of Jimmy's Super Shop. What you do out there affects the business. So what is appropriate and what's not? Have a policy. And, and as part of your employment is you agree or disagree with the policy. And, and if you disagree, that's okay. But you're just going to have to go find another place to work. Yeah, I think we saw so much of that between 2016 and 2020, like just people posting their political opinions in their work clothes. And all of a sudden, they're out of a job, people are posting it. Hey, look at this person that works for so and so. Hey, does this person work for you? And all of a sudden, you know, this owner has damage control to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. It ju- and it just blows up. It just yeah. blows up. It goes viral. So if that happens, go to support.google.com, report it, report it on your uh, Google business profile so that they can pause the profile until things die down and then they'll bring it back up again. And hopefully something like this does not happen at your shop. Though I've known many service advisors that wanted (laughs) to show the customer that they are number one, (laughs) but they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we get into the negative reviews. What can you do? So there's normal negative reviews. Uh, let's call it the mayor, mayor of crazy town or, or a badge of honor. Uh, or maybe it's somebody reviewing a restaurant in a different city, but they somehow thought it was Jimmy's Super Shop. Maybe it was Jimmy's Soup Shop in a different city. 
<laughs> but anyways, I got the negative review. What can you do? Uh, this is phase one, Christopher, and, and there's mm -hmm. a few different phases that we can go through to report this to Google Business Profile. So number one is click on the three buttons. There are vertical three buttons on the very far right side of that review. So you see the, the, the person's name and the star reviews and then their comments. Well, very far right of that are the three buttons, three dots. They're three dots and they're in mm -hmm. vertical. Click on that, mark it as inappropriate. This list has grown. So what I'm showing you here was back at the beginning of 2022 when they were just starting to change the rules. This list is about 20 different items now. The important thing is to mark it as inappropriate. Okay, so once you mark it as inappropriate, now what do you do? Well, there's a timeline you talked about. Is there a timeline? Is there something I can do? Three days, you need to wait three days, then go into support.google.com, report it to Google, and you report it and you say, minimal information, here's a negative uh, review, it's not appropriate, we need to have it taken down, I have reasons why. What you're looking to get is a case number. You need a human behind this story. You need a human to look at your story so that they can either uh, keep it up or mark it as inappropriate and move on to the next. So that's what you're going to do is to report it to Google Business Profile, report it to uh, support.google.com, and show that it's inappropriate. Now, when you get a case number, this is now where you want to come forward with a lot of documentation to show that Brooke Stanley is not your customer. You don't have any Stanleys that are your customers. You don't have anybody by the name of Brooke, Brooklyn, Brookie, right? You right. don't have any of these in your point of sale system. Mm -hmm. And the way to do this is to document, document, document. The best way is to taking picture. A good way is to take pictures. The best way is to have video that shows as you're going through the point of sale system that the this person does not exist in your database. All right. That makes it easy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so click on the three dots, wait three days, report it, have your documentation, show that this is a conflict of the terms of service. This customer's never been in, they've never purchased from us. Uh, whatever the scenario is, maybe it's inappropriate, maybe there's uh, name calling or bullying reported as negative. Those three days are important because if you come in before those three days and try to report it, they're going to say, hey, by the way, you need to wait three days and then you can come back and report this. You're going to get that email. So you reply and say, it has been three days. I reported it on such and such a date. Here's the information and they'll look into it. So right there, you have a 50-50 chance of getting the negative review removed. 50-50 chance. Is it guaranteed? No, but it's a 50-50 chance. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's better than what most shop owners think because right now shop owners think, that's ah, a Google review. I can't do anything. Right. But you can. That's phase one. Phase two is to now go in and phase two comes after the three days after they come back and say, nope, we've found it appropriate. We're not going to take it down. It's going to stick. All right, phase two. Here's what you can do is you go into the profile of the person, and I'm showing on the slide, the profile of the person, you report the profile as inappropriate. You report the profile. So for this example that I'm showing, this contributor had reported 2,663 different Google reviews. They were all negative. By reporting the profile, you are reporting them as a troll as somebody that's inappropriate. They've never been to your business and their profile needs to be taken down. Again, you take this information to the support.google.com. You put this information out there and you put little information because what you want is a case number. And with that case number, now you have a human behind there. So now you come forward with all your data and your information. So phase two is to report the profile as inappropriate or as 
a bully, or, and there's a lot of different options that you can choose from. They've never even been into the, the shop. All right. Okay. Yeah. That helps. So that's phase two of getting them reported. Um, in fact, there was a case study done by a company called Sterling Sky, uh, the company out of Canada. They subcontract a lot of work with Google. Specifically, there was a, a case study in 2017, automotive repair shop. They tried to bury this negative review on their Google business profile. It was not removed. It was marked as inappropriate. It was not removed. Um, the, what the, the person had said was, this guy had the nerve to charge me for half an hour of work. <laughs> it was a consumer. Mm-hmm. It was somebody who bought. They went into the shop. So according to the terms of service, Google's going to keep that profile. Or sorry, Google's going to keep that review because the person bought. This is their experience and this is what happened to them. Go in, they reported the profile of the person. Uh, and, and what they noticed was that this person was going and has was leaving negative reviews on all automotive shops. Oh. And so his profile was taken down and and uh, the next slide that I'm showing is how this review was taken down because it just kept coming up at the top, even though it was old, even though it was weeks old, months old, years old, it just kept coming up at the top. And that's not what you want to see when people come in and view your shop. You want them to see good, recent, good five-star reviews. Yeah. So finally, it was removed, and which is a benefit not only to your shop, but to everybody else that he had left a negative review, they were all taken down. Uh, now, something I'm looking at your slide, I'm noticing, and maybe you can speak to this if you know it, are the bold, uh, are the boldings a part of the person who's searching? Is it part of their keyword search? And it, yes. Does it, does it pull it up based on that? So that they see reviews based on what they're looking for? Yeah, yep. The, these are um, bolded as keywords that are uh, that are awesome, good keywords that people have searched for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm building them only to give emphasis that these are good, solid keywords for people to, to type in on their review, uh, such as a great experience, a fair price, quality, service, expert service. Uh, so when somebody types in uh, expert service on Range Rover or uh, BMW expert or Range Rover expert, this review then comes as credibility as mm. currency from Google that says, here's somebody that took the Range Rover to Christopher Super Shop and they had a good experience. Chances are you might have a good experience here as well. And so that, that kind of brings to full circle the keywording you were talking about earlier, about how, yeah. they, how the impact of the user's keywords on your on the search for your shop. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, and I've got a whole experience. We'll, we'll talk about that part <laughs> two of keywords being left in, in uh, Google reviews, which is very, very powerful. And we'll demonstrate that here awesome. in, in a minute. Uh, well, in part two anyways. Um, so he, here's another thing that can happen, um, Christopher. And this is, um, <clears throat> is dangerous the right word? Uh, this could, could be. be dangerous. All right. This could be dangerous. <clears throat> and what happens is you wake up one morning and you discover that a hundred of your Google reviews are gone. What happened? Where'd they go? Mm. There are bugs in the system. Uh, occasionally, Google ha- runs an algorithm. They make a change, and all of a sudden, a hundred of your reviews are gone. So, what do you do? Document, document, document. Go in once a week and copy and paste all of your reviews into a Google Doc. Why? Because when they go down, when it disappears, you want to be able to show Google, this was the content, this was the profile, this was the date, this was the content of the words that were used in leaving us a four-star, five-star review. You can give that information to Google, they do their search, they do their thing, and, and within a week or two, your reviews will reappear. Nice. So is it work? Yeah. But is it worth it? Yeah. Because yeah. if your reviews drop by a hundred, 
that's a big swing. That is. <laughs> but I think it's cool because it shows that you're not at the mercy of the search engine. Like they're they're willing to allow you to, you know, fight for yourself, you know, stand up for yourself. Yep. Yep. I, I've noticed that all these reviews are gone. Here's documentation that shows they need to be there. And and, and usually what you'll see is is it's not necessarily a block of time or a block of reviews that are gone. It's like sprinkled. Mm-hmm. And with that sprinkle, you want to be able to show, all right, these are the reviews that that should be there. Uh, and they'll they'll bring them all back. Document, document, document. You, you've got to do it. You got to do it. The more you can document when it comes to your Google reviews, mm-hmm. the better it is for you and for your shop. Um, and don't share the information until you have a case file number. Um, because these forums are open forums, you've got the good guys in there as well as the bad guys in there. And uh, if you gave out too much information, didn't get a case number, didn't get a human behind it, they could take your information that you put out there and, and use it against you. Um, I'm not aware of the ways or methods or means by which they would use it against you, but it is an open forum. So you want to get to a person that represents Google to give them your information. And that'll come with that case number. All right. So it's like we're rounding the bases on the first part of this. Yep. So to the call to action, what is the call to action that we want shop owners to do today, to do immediately is to go into your Google business profile. Look at your reviews. You need to reply to all of them. I'm not talking about a template reply. You need to say, thank you for your trust in my shop. We appreciate you. We appreciate working on your vehicle and leave in, you can leave in some of those keywords on your response. If the customer is okay with it, if they're comfortable with it, leave their year make and model. That really goes towards building your credibility for those vehicles, those services, and those repairs. If you do have negative reviews, it's okay. State the facts, apologize that they feel that way. State the facts, apologize again. Do what it takes to make that right, or also start the process of going in and marking it as inappropriate and get it removed. Go today. Go today to your Google business profile. Awesome. Well, Jimmy, let's do it again next week on part two, and we'll we'll pick up where we left off. And what are we talking about next week, Jimmy? Uh, next week, we're going to talk about some of the things that you can do. So there's even more that you can go into and do here. We're going to talk about how this helps your website. Because many people think that this is two distinct and different situations or algorithms. Uh, so we're going to talk about how this helps your search engine optimization. And we're going to talk about keywords, how there's currency when a customer leaves that keyword versus you leaving that keyword. There's always um, weight, but one is weighted a little bit more than the other. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for joining me this week, and we'll talk to you the next week. And that's going to do it for us here today at Ratchet & Wrench Radio. Uh, I'd like to invite you to follow us on our social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our email newsletter, which goes out daily. Uh, and you can find that at ratchetandwrench.com. That's R-A-T-C-H-E-T-A-N-D-W-R-E-N-C-H.com. And may the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week.